to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. And we are back 29 minutes after 11 o'clock. Our well enjoy coffee time. My pleasure to welcome back to the show Richard A. Bear, A. Bear's Garden Center. How you doing, sir? Jeff doing really good. I know it's a little warm, but man, there's there's hope in sight, huh? Hope for what? For cool weather. This is what I have been hoping for. <laughs> well, you this is great my summer. kind of no, no. It was too hot, too yeah. hot uh, in that stretch of hundred degree, one ten heat indices. That's even too hot for me. Okay, good. That but, makes but, sense. But uh, mid eighties, I love this, man. Yeah, and a nice breeze. Yeah, you know, for me, I like to change. You know, and, and it's we're. Toward the end of October, so the my change, my change came here. 32 years ago, <laughs> and, and I've been pretty happy with it since. You, you stick in here, huh? Yeah. You don't you don't miss those blizzards? Not at all. And yeah. Nor would you. No, I guess not. I guess not. Scraping your windshield for about three months straight every day. Every day, that's true. Unless you had a covered garage or some heated garage, even better. You couldn't just cover the windshield. No. Wow, it would just freeze onto yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, that, you, you're right. Nothing more miserable than having to get out into that cold and do something because you got to do it, right? Yeah. And uh, so you're right. That can't be any fun. However, um, we don't get that, Jeff. So, no. uh, so I like the changes. So, you know, I like the uh, even I like the 40s. I'm okay with that. You know, I, now I don't want those lower 20s, but I just want the season to be the season. And um, so I kind of miss that aspect. No, I, I get that. I if I miss anything, and and I don't wholly miss it because it does get cooler little change in the wardrobe that's right you know uh, maybe a sweater on occasion right. or you know right. just a, a heavier fabric on, that's you right know. that's so, right and i kind of enjoy that aspect that's and, right i mean last year was the exception i mean normally it's, it's definitely not cold for christmas last year it definitely was but and so normally christmas you know gumbo is not in a, inappropriate but last year it was very appropriate uh if you want to do that because we did get extreme cold so but anyway, so uh, I bought a few things today, and I wanted to start off with this. You remember this little critter uh, I bought in a couple the of weeks ago? The strawberries? Yeah, the strawberry just, plants. Just last week, yeah. So what I'm showing Jeff here is uh, these Baru strawberry plants. I haven't seen it grow at all. It looks That's right. So there it is. Ah, neat. And so what we what I'm showing Jeff here is that these are pot, potted into So that was just grown a week ago or planted a week ago. Planted a week ago, exactly. So what Jeff is looking at here is Multiple the, the, leaves and. Mm-hmm. It's put it's put in a little four inch plastic pot with a good soil, and we 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 uh, pluck these roots side down, and uh, within a week they're showing green. And, and I noticed, I mean, you planted it just like you described it. Uh, you keep some of those sticks, uh, if you will. The mm-hmm. roots are buried, but uh, those other the, stick looking things up. And the crown, which is the part where the roots meet the. Uh, the stem of the plant is that's really the critical part is that, you know, when we pot them, I got to watch it to make sure that they don't bury that crown too deep because if you bury the crown, it will rot very, very easily and, um, and not perform well at all. So you got to kind of, uh, uh, look for that. And, but basically, uh, easy to do. You just gotta, the, the key right now is with a strawberry, it's kind of opposite of what, you would think is that you need to make sure you, you keep them wet and they don't dry out, which is kind of, you know, people say, oh, no, strawberries need to be in good drainage, and yeah, that, that's true. But when they're young plants like this and these roots are sensitive, you want to make sure that this soil stays wet. So we'll water these three times a, uh, a day, 
and um, and to make sure it doesn't dry out. And within, uh, I'll try to remember maybe in a couple of weeks to bring some, uh, bring one, and it'll be three times its size. They'll take off, grow like a weed right now. And uh, again, like I said uh, last week, is that people who planted them in the fall started producing uh, strawberries actually late January, February. Excellent, which is excellent, pretty, pretty amazing. Thanks for the update. Yeah, the uh, the the other one I brought in was the one I talk about. This kind of a so this one is uh, viola, which is a small pansy, very common. It's great flower, does it really well. Got a lot of different colors, but this is my purple and gold one, right? So LSU tribute uh, brings this to LSU, a lot of LSU uh, purple and gold. So we just tell people because we're coming upon in about ten days the Alabama game. So what I generally tell my customers is that so right now they're regular price. All right. <laughs> so after the game, they could be half off or they could be doubling price. We we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we will see. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. But uh, it, many years, it's, it's half off. But we'll see what happens. It, it hopefully evens out at least over time. <laughs> over time. I don't know. I hope you're right, though, Jeff. Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, ryegrass, Jeff. Uh, well, we're starting to get calls on, on the ryegrass seed. You know, people plant. Actually, I bought a little bit of ryegrass seed, and I know you're familiar with this, Jeff. Because, very much uh, so. But ryegrass is much, much different from uh, a lot of grass. It's a much bigger seed. I guess the, uh, you know, the seed in length is about a half inch, maybe an eighth inch wide. So it's very easy to see the seed. And uh, so when you throw it out, it's easy to, to distribute it much, much easier than, say, something like Bermuda which is a real fine, it's like sand, you know, a grain of sand. So it's really fine. So rye is easy to do. What's happening now, Jeff, and doesn't happen every year. It just kind of depends on the weather. But this year it's been extremely dry. So people are putting this grass seed out, and we tell them, say, look, you need to keep it wet to get them up. Well, I guess, I guess it depends on your definition of what is wet, right? So, uh, you know, you can't go out there with the water holes and just, hose it down for a few minutes and, and water it every day. It's not enough because you're planting this ryegrass on top of the ground. So, Jeff, I mean. Even if you're planting it within, say, some St. Aug. Even then. Okay. Um, because it just, it will not germinate till the ground stays saturated enough that it's going to stay wet during the day. So if you're just kind of dusting it with some water on a daily basis, it's going to dry out. Within two hours, you can go back out there and it's dry. So I told everybody at the shop, I said, look, tell people that, that you need to wet it till it's muddy. I, mean, I try to get it to a point where they understand how much it needs good. The good news is that the seed won't die. So what's going to happen is that is, is, you know, once we get to uh, two or three days of overcast weather with, that, with rainfall for two or three days, it's going to all come up. You know, really, really thick. So you don't want to really overplant a lot. It's going to come up, but it's going to take time. So if you're under pressure, you're saying, no, I need it up for a certain day. You're going to have to really go out there and maybe put a sprinkler on it to really saturate it. Just as an example, uh, we've got seven days without rain expected. And uh, so if they were to want to plant it today, you're talking about every day, say, until you start to see some rain? Every day, if you want to get it up. Yeah. So it's really, it's really not worth planting at this point. If you can't wet it, it's just going to sit there and, and not do anything. So, but if you, if you know, let's say, look, you know, I've got a wedding in two weeks. I need to get it up. All right. So you just broadcast the seed, and you have to use a water sprinkler, and you want to saturate it till it's muddy, you know. And if you don't want to do that, you may have to water it two, you know, twice a day, you know, in the morning and again around, you know, 3, 4, 5 o'clock to keep it damp. It has to stay damp and not dry. If you do that, it will come up. 
You know, there's some biodegradable products you can put over it. Um, yeah. And, and that would be, I guess, if it was dirt you were planting, not over not over, grass. Over, over grass, yeah, that's yeah, right. Over grass, but um, would that obviously help keep it wet underneath? Absolutely. Any, anything that will help hold moisture. Some people actually put a thin layer of you know, mulch or pine needles or something that will just help that soil from not drying out. You know, normally it's not this big of an issue, but we've seen, you know, a dry October. So it's not, it's not that it's uh, that unusual that the weather is dry right now. Now, the fact that it was been, it's been dry all summer, that combination is not good. But October is generally one of the drier months of the year. So this is not that not unusual. Not November. Not November. That's right. It can change really, really fast. Ask the sugarcane farmers, and they'll tell you. And so, um, you know, hopefully we'll get some rain. But if you don't, you're trying to get it up, you're going to really have to get after it and, uh, and saturate that soil and, and, and maybe two or three times a day. Again, the good news is that the, the, uh, the ryegrass will wait on you. And then usually what happens, Jeff, it comes up and you have a few spots to, uh, to fill out. Remember with rye, Jeff, you have the dwarf rye and you have the old, old annual rye, uh, golf annual. If you're doing it, like you mentioned, if you want to hold some soil, it's bare ground, you just want to keep the soil from eroding, you go with the older style ryegrass that gets tall. It's called gulf rye. And that'll get, uh, that'll get nice and thick, has, a, has a, uh, a big root system, and it gets tall. Again, it won't, it, uh, it won't, you won't get uh, wash out with that. The dwarf rye, which is kind of taken over the market, is the one that's going to stay short. So there's less maintenance. That's the one you're going to see planted within, as you mentioned, the St. Augustine. And you just broadcast that out, try to get it to the ground or water it in so it gets to the ground. Do you ever and, really need to cut it? Yeah, you do. You, you do. do. And uh, so pr- probably about once a month as opposed to once a week. Uh, and, and the problem with the other rye grass is that not only do you have to cut it more often, but if you don't cut it, it's, it's really full of moisture, and it's really a thick grass. So that if you don't cut it, it's going to be extremely difficult to cut, you know, if you wait every two or three weeks to cut it. So the dwarf rye is thinner. And on that note, uh, for folks who do plant that, I see a lot of tracks in it at when they do mow. That's right. You know? Exactly. So that's right. So it's, it's, it lays down. Uh, you know, f- for for a you know for a normal lawn with St. Augustine, that's the dwarf is the way to go for many many reasons, and and one of them is its cutability, how often you cut, uh, and it's just uh, it, it's just easier to maintain than the other ones. Gotcha. You know, we talk about winterizing. I would not winterize a lawn right now, although it's time to do it. It's just too dry, Jeff. So unless you have a sprinkler system and you're willing to really keep it wet, you're going to have to hang in there and wait until we get some rain. You know, uh, you know, the last I saw was maybe a 20% chance of rain next week. I don't know. But when you have the combination of north wind and a previously dry ground, it's going to make it worse. Yeah. So we're going to have to kind of hang in there and see what happens. So. Um, that's kind of long and short of it, uh, so to speak, on the uh, ryegrass. But uh, staying in the lawns, the biggest issue we're having right now, Jeff, is uh, people are starting to see the weeds. You know, we talk about when grass is stressed out and you can't water it or you don't water it and it's dry. And we came off a hard cold and uh, it's just, it's just the, the, the grass has really struggled. We have some some dead spots and when you have dead spots in a thin grass you're going to have weeds and so one of the weeds i brought in you know i knew that was a weed <laughs> you could tell I, I, actually i was going to say why did you bring a weed in but it, it, you there is a purpose to I, and, it. And, and and you, if you see that little flower it has a little purple flower up here it's not 
blooming out yet, but I mean it's it's common. But it does have so it's a pretty plant. And actually we do sell asters, <laughs> believe it or not, Jeff. And so it's so you know, the definition of a weed is a plant in the wrong spot. So these asters are very, very prevalent. That is the number one weed people are bringing in, and so that's telling me something. That this is a uh, this is a drought tolerant reed, and I can see why it has a, a very long tap root. So the root goes really deep, so it can pull that moisture when it gets really, really dry. But it's really ugly. It's really matty. Uh, it's uh, it's one you want to get rid of. And and we're just getting into the time when we can start to spray Jeff and not worry about damaging the St. Augustine. And so there are some great sprays that will kill aster. Someone brought in some. Uh, we're starting to see uh, several other weeds uh, in there. And so you want to spray, but since you've come this far, the temperatures are fixing to drop next week, and that would be a great time to go out and spray, and you won't have to worry about damaging the St. Augustine. The fact that the, that the temperatures are so hot still, they may reach 90 today, I think, and uh, so they're still hot, and so the, the grass is still under stress, and when you spray uh, weed killers, uh, there's a potential of damaging the St. Augustine when temperatures are hot. So if we wait about three or four days, temperatures will drop. Again, when I'm saying drop, it, temperatures staying 85 and below, that's when you're safe. And uh, you'll be able to spray for uh, aster and all the other broadleaf weeds that we're having problems with. And they're out there, Jeff, and, um, and it's just it's, it's just that we always talk. You know, if you get keep that grass thick and lush, you're not going to have the issues that when you don't, it was, just, it was hard. It was hard to do that this year, uh, strictly because of the uh, of the stress that everyone gotcha. was under. Uh, the other one uh, I want to talk about a little bit is the uh, mums. Uh, you know, mums the word as I'm telling everybody. Mums are big this week, Jeff, and down in this community, and that's mainly because of All Saints coming up. Do you see the mum over here? No, don't, you don't, don't see it. Your last. Thursday, I almost pointed it out. Uh, I, you know, you had brought it in two weeks prior, and it hadn't bloomed at all. It uh-huh. had, had shown nothing, right? Other than what you brought in, right? I'd been watering it. Uh, mm-hmm. It seemed like it was good. All of a sudden, it stopped taking water, mm-hmm. and you know that same tray that that plants in uh, the the one you brought in. Notice no cat either here. Uh huh. But anyway, the uh, everything just dried up, even though it was sitting in water. Uh, it it okay. wasn't taking the water in, maybe for whatever reason, or is it possible I overwatered it? I, I can't imagine because by the it, weekend it was dead. But if so, it, it was setting the water. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay, mm-hmm. so it was setting a bowl of water. What you saying? No, no, the, like that. Just the overflow from what for when you water would, it, would water stay it. in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what happened. That's the only thing I can figure would happen. Because if it stays too wet... Normally it would soak that stuff up so much. But it didn't soak it up. Yeah, which is my question, I guess. Why? Yeah. Uh, the only the only reason I can see... It wasn't like I overwatered. So Notice that little bottle of water, I fill it up and maybe put three, four so ounces in So my question to you, was the soil dry? Maybe not. Okay, so, so that tells me... But I just know from previous... They dry out so quick. That's right. But inside, it probably didn't dry out as fast. And so if we had water in there and the water didn't drain, and so it just maybe the, the only reason I can figure it didn't pick up the water is because the soil was wet yeah. and it never dried out. So you killed the dang thing, all right? Yeah. So I'll, I'm I'll, partly I'll, here over the weekend. Uh, it, yeah, remember this. Mom light? Well, that, that, that was the thing. Mums really need light. Now, I tell people right now is that you want to put them in the shade, but not necessarily leave them inside. 
But I don't think leaving them inside would have killed it that fast. So leaving them inside like that, it, those, those blooms wouldn't have opened up. Okay, so they do need indirect light. This is not going to be enough in here. So no, no. I, I think basically it stayed too wet and it stayed not enough light. But what really got it was it just stayed too wet and it just hmm. basically fried it. But that's all right. All right. But so the, the mums right now, uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting. Boy, I've learned a lot this season with these temperatures over the summer. And the growers have, uh, they really have struggled. And mums is a classic one that you would not have thought would happen, what did happen. And what happened with the mums this year is that when temperatures started to consistently get into the uh, hundreds and above, which was a stretch of two, three, four weeks, uh, the mums quit growing. Which in that case, uh, uh, what happens is, is that it delays the blooming time. So we're actually going to have mums that are going to bloom much longer than they would normally bloom. You know, uh, for the past 30 years, you know, mums, we, we would have to really work the flowers, work the plants themselves to delay the blooms so that they would be ready for all saints. And we've done that, uh, but the growers are going to throw out a bunch strictly, strictly because the buzz didn't open up in time. So right, what's going to happen is, is that November 1st is going to come. People are going to be done with mums after All Saints, and the growers have a bunch of mums out there that aren't showing color, and that is very unusual. In fact, it's never happened that I can remember before. And uh, so I just thought that was interesting. And, and, you know, basically the plants, once temperatures get above 100, not only the flowers but the growth itself stops and, and doesn't start again till temperatures drop. And it doesn't, have, doesn't have necessarily have to drop to cooler temperatures, but just in the 90s. And they break this dormancy, and they started growing again. So the growers were watching these plants. And I remember I talked to one, and I said, I mean, is it the fact that it's dry? He says, no. He says, nothing to do with the water because we can pump as much water as needs to be done. But it's the fact that temperatures are so hot that the plants just stop growing altogether. And usually when temperatures are hot, plants will grow like a weed, but not in this case. And I saw that with not only uh, many plants, but I saw that with tomato plants. You know, tomato will grow like a weed, but not when temperatures started to consistently get in the hundreds, it stopped. And so they have a bunch of mums. So, you know, uh, you know, we'll continue to sell mums through All Saints. And um, so that's still a big, a big uh, part of our business this week or this for the next seven days and uh but i thought that was interesting i never knew that uh when temperatures start to get that high that plants cornered dormancy and we certainly saw mm. that this year and and i just hope that it's not a uh a thing uh in the future uh let's see jeff what i got into my bag oh i bought the uh, i bought some lobelia this is kind of a unique plant uh kind of a uh i guess uh it's purple um, tiny, very tiny, but they're going to. Do the blooms get bigger? As no, the, the blooms won't does? get, but they're going to be much more abundant. And okay. It's going to be solid bloom. But lobelia is a underused plant. It's a low-growing plant, but great for containers and great for this time of year because they like to cool. And uh, this, I guess, the the uh, the flower is maybe uh, a quarter of an inch in diameter, and a velvety purple flower, and so it's really showy and. Um, it's one that you see it mostly in containers, Jeff, because they're just hanging. And you can actually use it as a solid or a hanging basket as just lobelia or in combination with snapdragons and petunias and pansies. And, uh, but it's something that's unique, very showy. We sell them in the spring, but in the fall is the best time to plant them 
because again they they like the cool they really can't take the heat so in the, if you plant them in the spring let's say march they'll go till about june then they play out but it's just a uh, uh just a real hardy plant that is unique and different so if you're looking for something uh unique and different then uh that's a good one Jeff, vegetables, you know, people uh, say, I'll come in saying, you know, am I late? Am I late? No, we're, we're actually in peak season when it comes to vegetable plants and all that. And the reason is everything is, has moved, shifted about a month. You know, mm. normally uh, you would say that, you know, everybody gets their plants in early uh, September and early October is too hot. And so we really got a good selection of lettuce. In fact, lettuce, we just started getting about a week ago. So a lot of different vegetables, it's not too late to plant. Now, last year was unique, Jeff. We got that hard cold in December, and people really had a problem with young, tender vegetation. Oh, yeah. But that was very unusual. So uh, other than that, it was fine. So up till last year, people could plant, plant with planting carrots and beets and all that well into January with no problem. So I'm hoping for a normal weather pattern. Again, cool weather. These are all the, the, the beets, the turnips, the carrots, the carrots, all cool season stuff. So they can take, you know, 28, 30 degrees, not a problem. But, you know, obviously it can't take that 18, 20, 22 degrees. That's an issue. So hopefully we'll get a normal weather pattern and, and let's see what happens. But if it's like last year and we don't get that freeze, oh, yeah, the, man, you know, the cabbage and all that would have made all the month of January well into February. So we're not too late at all. Don't hesitate to, you know, to plant your vegetable garden. Don't affect, don't, uh, don't forget you know seeds as beets and carrots turnips and mustard you are going to have to water a lot you know for the same reason we talked about the ryegrass uh and, and it kind of depends on the soil and what kind of you know uh, placement you got whether raised bed containers or in the ground how much water you need to give it but water water is critical but with these mild temperatures that's going to help in terms of uh if you can water you won't have to water as as often and uh, but everything's doing well herbs plenty of herbs so uh, we got plenty of time you know, get it done. Remember, the um, Jeff, uh, the, the holiday season is right around the corner. So, you know, once usually once November hits and that gloomy weather starts to come, and boy, people shift the mindset mm. shifts to uh, the holidays. So, try to get if you. you know, it's going to be a pretty weekend, uh, cool weather coming. So, if you decide you want to plant, this would be the weekend to do it before we get too much caught up into the uh, into the holiday seasons. And I think next weekend starts. Is it um, time change? I would imagine it is the, the first fourth f- into the fifth. Yeah, yeah. So we got one weekend. We got a you know good day. Then we'll start with the time shift next weekend. So. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, that's that's it, Jeff. Did, did you talk about this big plant, big leaf well, plant you know, to the I'm, back? You know, Jeff. I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that. All right. So we'll take it. Why don't you take a bite bite of that right now? I there. don't think so. <laughs> well, this is a great plant. This is arugula. Okay, and have you ever tasted arugula? Yeah, I seem to think you've fed I've, it I've to fed me it to you. Okay, yeah. so it's a real spice. It's great in salads. I don't sell a lot of it, but, you know, I'm trying to, uh, since, you know, rutabaga uh, uh, is another big one. That I never sell any. I've sold tons of kale. We talk about all the time, selling tons. But, um, uh, you know, aru- arugula is one that you just add to a salad. I, I think I have had it. Yeah, it, it has a spicy taste exactly. to it. It's not hot, but it, it, it's just spicy. It, it, it is more, and, and again, I, I use the term flavorful as in you notice it. You may not enjoy the flavor as much as maybe something else, but it has more flavor than other lettuces. 
Exactly. And it's easy to grow. And so, you know, I, I know when trends are starting because the growers kind of tell you that, Jeff, because the growers uh, will only grow things that they can sell. Right. Yeah. So. So, you know, if we would have suggested growing arugula to a grower 10 years ago, I said they probably said, what is that? And then and then. Uh, but in today's world, they're growing different things because people are seeing it. And so these we have an actually six pack and a four inch. But it is a very, very good uh herb and uh and lettuce and it uh but again if you've never tried it grow one it's easy to do it can grow in shade or sun uh has very few insect issues and will grow till the temperatures start to get hot which is basically mayish or junish and um i think it's worth trying and um if not try some try buy a little bunch in the store and try it in the in your salad very good that's it anything else before we let you go that's it. All right. Seven days still? Seven days. I think this Sunday will be our last Sunday from 11 to 2. All right. Well, again, Richard Abair, Abair's Garden Center, joins us on Thursdays at about 1130.